Hey folks, welcome to another edition of the Mental Health Podcast. Um, I'm excited uh, today to have Jennifer here with me. Um, and I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. Um, hey, Jennifer, how are, how are things with you today? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so so I think the, the, the first thing that I want people uh, to sort of get perspective on is who is Jennifer, right? So, you know, they understand where you're coming from. So, you know, I, I ask people to give themselves an elevator pitch of sorts. So here's, here's the floor uh, for you. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, on the professional side, um, I have spent my career in product management. I started as an associate product manager at Google rose to a senior director, and then later led the product teams at Ethos Life and Lattice, where I served as chief product officer and SVP of product. Mm -hmm. That's on the professional side. <laughs> on the personal side, uh, I'm a mom of four kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what's behind the scenes, often we look at LinkedIn and we see all the titles, all the accomplishments. We don't see the struggles. We don't see mm -hmm. the behind closed doors. And mm -hmm. one thing that I've just more recently been more open about is my upbringing. Mm -hmm. I grew up with a mentally ill mother. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds strange to say this, but I actually think that she had a both challenging, but also a positive influence in my life and mm -hmm. giving me the determination, giving me the resilience, the empathy. and. Mm -hmm. Who I am today, and that's also something that I've brought into my work as well through challenging mm -hmm. times, through frustrating times, uh, through it all. It's been a thread behind the scenes as to who I am. Yeah, um, I think um, w one thing that sort of resonated very well was um, you know, there are different versions of us, and this is something that I learned as part of therapy as well. Like, you know, you have so many roles. So at times you are, uh, you know, um, sibling to to a brother or a sister. You are, you know, a, a kid to a parent. You are a parent to a kid. And you are, you know, if you are being employed by somebody, you are an employer to them. And, you know, you have employees who sort of report into you. So uh, that... Uh, and at times it becomes so hard to sort of keep track of all of them and you know manage who you want to be or who you want to sort of portray yourself as um and you know along the struggle you know i'm trying to sort of understand from different people what has sort of their definition been um of mental health and like so here's my question to you so if i were to ask you what does mental health mean what comes up Oh, so I actually struggle with this question. Um, and I am certainly not a medical professional by any sort. So right. I don't have a medical definition. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, it's I've seen a combination of, again, as you said, different facets, different versions 
or different mm -hmm. uh, aspects of mental health. Mm -hmm. I saw my mother on the mm -hmm. slightly more, I would say, at least at least more clinical or medical end, mm -hmm. uh, struggling with OCD mm -hmm. and really just fighting her mind every single minute of her life. Mm -hmm. I've also just seen coworkers mm -hmm. with the trauma of a reorg, the mm -hmm. loss of control, the mm -hmm. constant fear, not mm -hmm. knowing what to expect. Mm -hmm. Or nowadays, folks who are really struggling with, do I have a job? Or mm -hmm. how can I get a job within mm -hmm. a time limit? How mm -hmm. can I support my family? How can I support myself? And so I think there are multiple degrees, there's multiple facets of mental health. Mm -hmm. I would say it's something that in the same way that you need to make sure you take care of yourself physically, Mm -hmm. You need to eat, you need to sleep, you get some sunlight, all the, all the basics. And right. go beyond that in exercising, mm -hmm. really taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Think about mental health similarly and making sure that this is something you don't want it to get really bad and then say, oh, I got a problem. I need mm -hmm. to take care of it. Mm -hmm. It's something that at least throughout my life, given my background, I've always been cognizant about um, and making sure that I have the support. Mm -hmm and making sure that I am resilient towards mm -hmm. that inevitably will go up and down mm -hmm. um, and making sure that I'm taking care of myself on a regular basis, uh, both from friends as well as medical professionals too. Definitely. Um, you know, one thing that I see struggles today is sort of understanding, you know, what are some of the things that are going on with you? So, you know, and there is a term that people have for it you know it says awareness and you know uh, i'm trying to understand like when i say awareness like what comes up for you and like you know where do you see awareness and how can people sort of become more aware of like what's going on around them as well so yeah so i i'm really excited to be on this podcast and i love what you're doing in driving mental health awareness mm -hmm. I think growing up, it's something that almost you want to hide. Mm -hmm. And still mm -hmm. to this day, it's funny how mm -hmm. if you hurt your back, if you get an injury from sports, mm -hmm. you're it's so much easier to talk about that mm -hmm. than it is to admit to anything from a mm -hmm. mental health standpoint. There's almost a shame. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it's society, perhaps it's culturally. There's a shame in admitting to it feels like you're being weak mm -hmm. or you're fragile. Mm -hmm. And in fact, this is something that I would say, if you've gone through hard times, mm -hmm. it makes sense in the same way if you've gone through an intense sports injury that you could, you could be injured mm -hmm. and take care of that injury. And I wish people, I love the awareness and I wish people um, can also gradually move towards acceptance. Mm -hmm. Acceptance that from not just those who are struggling, but from everybody and knowing that, hey, this is something that if there are, if it, whether it's hereditary or environment-based, that this is something that make it in the same way of the physical injury mm -hmm. uh, that you should take care of, that you should take care of yourself too. Definitely. Um, and, you know, it's funny that you mentioned this. It's like, you know, people uh, have so much information today. I think... Uh, 
there has been a lot of research from that standpoint as well in terms of how to take care of your body but like you know from from the mental standpoint even though there has been a lot of research you know there's not as much exposure uh, to people or like you know um, explanation to people in simpler terms that you know these are things that impact you mentally and you know that was something that sort of had popped up into my mind as well so you know one thing that sort of bothers me as well is like you know mental health um at work um you know and you know the, the name itself of my podcast was a play of terms so, you know it it was from both perspectives one perspective was to say that hey mental health impacts people in different ways so it is working in different ways so that was one aspect of the the way i named the podcast and the other way was to say hey you know what mental health at work as in at work people becoming more comfortable talking about mental health so can you talk a little bit about your own sort of journey in mental health uh, at work and like how that has sort of evolved uh, too so so first of all i'll state that i i feel incredibly blessed with my career journey Mm-hmm. Um, I had a long tenure at Google. Mm-hmm. I learned a ton from my experiences at startups, worked with people that I would consider friends and colleagues of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That said, I, I think there were certainly times of which uh, tested my, <laughs> my emotional limits uh, or certainly challenging. And also mm-hmm. uh, times of which I saw people around me really, mm-hmm. really struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it feel sometimes like oh i i shouldn't i shouldn't have i shouldn't think about this or this shouldn't be a problem i'm like this is like i have food i have shelter i am well mm-hmm. but still i think there are these core elements of fear mm-hmm. of anxiety mm-hmm. certainty mm-hmm. lack of control mm-hmm. and these things all play towards your mental health mm-hmm. or your mental stability and your health and it's actually very natural that given all of these factors of uncertainty craziness chaos things changing you adjusting it's it's intense and mm-hmm. i've seen mm-hmm. it at big companies i've seen it at smaller companies mm-hmm. there is a um a lot of pressure mm-hmm. that put on themselves mm-hmm. um and the pressure to look good mm-hmm. to do well mm-hmm. to have face mm-hmm. even it's it's funny i think uh people often think okay the next promotion right <laughs> after the next promotion everything will be great right right you know in your mind that it's not the case right But still somehow you trick your mind as saying like after that next promotion it'll get better mm-hmm. and then everything will be better mm-hmm. the reality at least what i've seen is that as you climb the corporate ladder mm-hmm. you see more mhm mhm you feel the weight of more mm-hmm. your decisions don't just impact you they also impact your team mm-hmm. your people mm-hmm. and that weight that pressure mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot mm-hmm. it's a lot and i think this is why especially for leaders mm-hmm. for folks as you climb the corporate ladder mm-hmm. it's even more critical that mm-hmm. you take care of your mental health if anything this is your most important asset mm-hmm. it is your ability to deal with the craziness the chaos mm-hmm. things that change that come up unexpected that mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. is infectious even more so and more important than the words that you say mm-hmm. 
the energy that you give across that people feel it's an mm -hmm. unspoken energy mm -hmm. so i would wish as folks especially as they get more senior there's something that you pay even more attention to mm -hmm. I mean, you should but every even more and making sure that you have the right support network mm -hmm. the right friends the right ways of dealing with unexpected changes or pressure and the weight whatever mm -hmm. works for you some people journal some mm -hmm. people um, have uh, like therapists or coaches. Some people have good mentorship networks that they lean on, whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. Have a way to make sure that you are getting supported mm -hmm. and taking care of yourself, mm -hmm. especially as the challenges um, become more complex um, and open. Definitely. Um, you know, I got a perspective uh, from an um, executive coach uh, who had come on to the uh, podcast and he he was talking a lot from the mindset standpoint, saying, hey, you know what, you know, mindset is so important. And considering you've been in, 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 the, in, in the leadership sort of role, like, can you give some insight into like what worked for you? Like, you know, uh, what are some things that you did? To sort of handle all these sort of uncertainties, um, you know, transitions. It, it. I know there's a lot to talk about there, but like, what are some of like high notes that do come up? Which sort of said, hey, you know what? If I didn't have that, you know, it would have been a lot of crazy stuff going around, um, and a lot to handle for me from that standpoint as well. So, so this may be a bit more personal, but actually, when times have been crazy, when there's been a ton of pressure. Mm -hmm anxiety, chaos, the whole kabang. Mm -hmm. It's hard to not, like, you, you're so in it that mm -hmm. it's hard to step back and see the mm -hmm. big picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's easy to fall into the mindset of, why me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? Why mm -hmm. can't that person just da 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 <laughs> Right. Like, why? Right. right. And I'm not saying that some questions around why aren't right. helpful in reflection and right. learning. Mm -hmm. But I think going too deep into that rabbit hole mm -hmm. can also be simply unproductive or even damaging in some mm -hmm. cases too. Mm -hmm. And so thinking through more so, well, well, in these circumstances, what can I do? Mm -hmm. um, how can I move forward and get into a better place? Mm -hmm. I think that moves it more towards action as opposed to lack of control, mm -hmm. where everything is happening to you, you, you just feel stuck, but mm -hmm. it's so, okay, you know what? I don't have control over this. Mm -hmm. I do have control over some things, even if they're not great choices. Right. I do have some choices. Mm -hmm. What are the choices I can make? What are the mm -hmm. things I can do? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that switch in more of an action mindset mm -hmm. helps in kind of just being able to get out of the rut. Mm -hmm. And I said earlier, I said it was a bit more personal. Mm -hmm. um, the personal angle for me that sometimes I lean on is, I think when times are tough, I think back to, well, you know what? I look back to all that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. I look back to myself as a child dealing with a mental mother. Mm -hmm. I look back to all that I never thought I would accomplish, mm -hmm. uh, thought would happen, mm -hmm. and only dreamed about. And, and then I look at the challenge ahead, ahead of me and I say, okay, I can deal with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I with this mm -hmm. and sometimes it's that extra nudge of I think competence is not the right word but it's that extra nudge of hey I've gone through challenges mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily make me weaker mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if anything I don't know similar to sports I actually don't play sports <laughs> but similar to sports mm 
um, as you as you go through more, even if you get injured, sometimes you come out stronger. It mm -hmm. builds the muscle. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think back to, okay, you know what? I've gone through worse. I've gone through challenges. This is crazy, but I will be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that mentality, it gives me strength in knowing like, okay, no matter mm -hmm. what happens, mm -hmm. I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I remember we had this conversation and like, you know, people were especially bilingual um, and, you know, uh, pe uh, people who talk in languages which is not their local language. Mm. You know, th 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 there's this aspect of sort of translation and like, you know, there's this sense of struggle when you can't clearly sort of articulate what you want to say in one language or another. Right. Can you talk a little bit about your own sort of experience? Because you said, you know, you, uh, you know, English is your first language, but you're trying to sort of communicate in Chinese as well. So, like, can you talk about that sort of struggle? Like when you have to sort of clearly articulate, you know, and this is my personal struggle, because like uh, most of the time what happens is I'm trying to communicate in English, but like I'm my mind is thinking in my first language mm. and it is translating and then it's hearing and then it's processing and it's trying to sort of communicate back to you in English when it's it's so hard. And, you know, that there is that struggle. So I, I just wanted to understand your perspective from from like, you know, communicating in, in different languages from that standpoint as well. So. So uh, actually, English is uh, is my first language. I think in English. I probably dream in English. Uh, I was born in San Jose in the Bay Area, so born and raised in California in the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, my family is Chinese, uh, came from Taiwan. Mm -hmm. um, and so we spoke Chinese at home. Mm -hmm. um, but since I grew up in the States, English very quickly became my first language. Mm -hmm. I get what you mean, uh, but mostly from the other angle when I speak mm -hmm. Chinese, I actually do the translation right. in my head and then the translation back. And so there's an extra overload with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, what's actually helped me um, is sometimes hearing other people's stories mm -hmm. and other people's words. And mm -hmm. especially when you're dealing with something yourself, sometimes it's hard to see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very e not, not easy, but it's natural to think, why me? Why is this? Or replay mm -hmm. and figure mm -hmm. it out. But I think sometimes when you see other people's struggles, other people's mm -hmm. stories, mm -hmm. you can see it more clearly. You mm -hmm. can see, of course, you can handle this. You can hear like, oh, that was terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no wonder you're not feeling good. Right. right. You can see it so much more clearly than mm -hmm. like with yourself. And so mm -hmm. part of the reason that I'm so passionate about coaching is it's an opportunity to help others mm -hmm. but it also as i coach folks sometimes i hear my words sometimes mm -hmm. I hear other people's stories and i think well actually how does that apply to myself as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's a way that and and as i help others i help myself too and so one recommendation I have for folks is uh, listen to this podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, put a plug into it. Um, or uh, hear other people's stories. Read about it. Talk to people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's it's you get so stuck in yourself. It's too hard to see. But if you see it with others, mm -hmm. easier to then switch your perspective in seeing your own situation. Definitely. Um, you know, one thing. 
um that uh, has been a struggle for people who grew up in, in a little earlier times right it, it, it's just that you know the lack of you know mental health awareness and like you know struggles of families and like you know i, I just want to sort of you know sort of uh, dive a little deeper into into that aspect right how how do you sort of for somebody who is having to sort of struggle in their own sort of family today right i mean like where you know either the parent doesn't understand what they're dealing with or the family isn't comfortable sort of talking about some of their own sort of mental health challenges like how how can we sort of negotiate those conversations better and like how can we make people more comfortable sort of you know uh, talking about you know their own struggles um, and not sort of overwhelming everybody in the process as well so yeah it's hard yeah it's hard <laughs> uh, i think uh, it's it's hard especially when there is this um you don't people it's oftentimes people don't want to admit to mm-hmm. especially mental health you rather admit to a sports injury a back injury <laughs> even cancer sometimes than mental it just seems like there is a it's more personal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not something that's physically happened to me that mm-hmm. it's more personal for some reason even though in many ways there are both that physical and that mental it all comes together mm-hmm. um, at the same time too and so i admit i don't i don't necessarily have an answer for how to trap <laughs> the uh the family that doesn't admit that there is a mental issue and just says oh they're they they're they're just staying at home or mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 he's uh taking over they're taking a break right. uh what words they use um i don't necessarily have a solution mm-hmm. to changing especially those hard-grained mindsets mm-hmm. i think the one thing i would advise is you can't control a lot of these things you can't control you can't control your parents i've learned that i can't wish them to be better right uh, you can't control sometimes the circumstances people's mm-hmm. hard held beliefs mm-hmm. but ultimately it is your life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so making sure like okay well what can I do to take care of myself? Mhm. Mhm. What can I do to make sure that I have a good life? Mhm. Um I think when I was a kid I actually distinctly remember mm-hmm. um I, think I was maybe in late elementary middle school. Mhm. Um and uh, I I remember staring at the mirror. Mhm. And to be honest I didn't like who I saw. Mhm. Um I was starting to withdraw. Um mm-hmm. already a shy introverted kid but getting even more into my shell. Mm-hmm. Uh going into the why me mm-hmm. uh this terrible mindset. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a ton of different media playing. We always had lots of TV, multiple sounds to kind of drown things. Mm-hmm. Uh and there was a combination of a tv show that was playing some oprah winfrey type tv show mm-hmm. uh, where people were blaming their mother for the life that they have and saying that's why mm-hmm. um and i think there was mike it was a, i think it was michael jackson uh, song where it was like look in the mirror right <laughs> uh, or i forget the name of it <laughs> and i think man in the mirror i think uh in the chain and i remember just looking in the mirror and thinking and just seeing my future play out mhm mhm thought i could have a terrible life mhm and look back and trace the roots down to that's why right <laughs> right then i would have a terrible life right 
and I didn't want a terrible life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, I just, there was this click. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid, there was this click of, I want a good life and I will fight like hell to have a good life. And that actually served as the motivation for mm-hmm. me to throw myself at school, mm-hmm. to throw myself in leadership positions that, to be honest, were not necessarily natural for me either. Mm-hmm. But I threw mm-hmm. myself in them mm-hmm. to work uh, when I entered the corporate world to navigate the politics and know, like, you know, I to persist and to have the resilience to deal with it, that actually serves at the motivation because I wanted a good life. Mm-hmm. I wanted a good life. And, and and now I look back and rather than saying, oh, that's why my life sucks, right. <laughs> I look back and I say, okay, well, actually, um, it actually served as motivation for me to mm-hmm. feel for a good life, even more so than if I everything was rosy uh-huh. um, and happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh-huh. Now I have four kids of my own. I have a family. Uh-huh. Um, I I feel I feel content. I feel uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and I do actually attribute much of it to the that motivation that I uh-huh. have to uh-huh. fight for a good life. Definitely, um, you know. I, you mentioned uh, the good life so many times and it it, it kind of resonated because like everybody today, you know, is trying to understand what that means, trying mm-hmm. to sort of figure out, you know, what that means to themselves. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, in all this uncertainty, right, uh, in, in all these sort of struggles that people are having in terms of the economy, in terms of the job uh, sort of market sort of fluctuating, uh, the, I think at, at times, um, you know, the motivation isn't enough. The, the, the you know, the, the perseverance isn't enough. And like, you know, sometimes I, I try to ask people this as well. Like, you know, when you get to that state of like overwhelm or like anxiety or like, you know, saying that, hey, you know what? I don't know what to do anymore because like, you know, I've, I've, I've gone through all my options and like, you know, none of these are sort of helping. So, like, I'm, I'm asking people, you know, what do you do? Like, when you go into those sort of moments and, like, how do you sort of bring yourself to a space where, you know what, uh, you know, I just need to take a step back. Like, how, how do I sort of go about doing that from, from that standpoint as well? And what's your opinion on it? So. Ooh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> um, I think when, you, when you're so, you just feel like you're at the bottom mm-hmm. and you can't climb up anymore. Mm-hmm. You've tried everything. You're tired. Mm-hmm. You don't know what else you can do. Yeah. Those are some of the lowest states. Um, and it's really hard to climb back up. Mm-hmm. And at least at times in my life where I felt like I was at the bottom, mm-hmm. it's you have all the resilience, all the persistence, all the stuff, but it's hard to, you just, you're at a loss. And at some of those times, um, I've been blessed with folks to help build me back up, mm-hmm. to help pull me back up, mm-hmm. whether they are professionals or personal friends or even colleagues, folks to pull me back up mm-hmm. um, and to then kind of as you climb back up to then think, OK, well, it'll be OK. Mm-hmm. As you climb back up, then you start seeing the bigger picture for, mm-hmm. you know what, like, as long as I'm alive, mm-hmm. I can, there is a way. 
mm-hmm. we will uh, we will figure thing we'll figure it out. Just that peace of mind, um, I think, is is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but at times, if you're really feeling like you're at that bottom of the bottom, mm-hmm. then my advice would be to get help. Mm-hmm. Get help. Get somebody. Get someone to help give you a hand to pull you up. Because sometimes it's hard to go at it alone, mm-hmm. um, especially when you feel alone. Mm-hmm. So get the support, get help, mm-hmm. um, get someone to help you climb back up and That's- then find your strength again. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think uh, one thing that we as humanity, uh, I don't know, it just seems like we're so becoming more and more divisive. And like, it, uh, ultimately, I I feel like, you know, the way we've survived the long, as long as we have, is by sort of collaborating with each other, with like yeah. building b- building each other up, and by sort of figuring out how as a community, we can sort of come together and, you know, solve problems together fr- fr- from that standpoint. But uh, yeah, I mean, like when you mentioned that, you know, all those sort of things sort of came up. Um, and, and, and one thing that I, I feel like people struggle today is sort of creating that network. Like, you know, how, how do you sort of figure out, like, you know, sometimes, you know, you may not be in that space where you understand, you know, uh, the need for the network. Or at times, you know, you struggle to find the right people. So what has been sort of your approach in terms of building your own sort of community or network of people around you as well? So. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, uh, maybe a quick context uh, and then I'll, I'll answer the question. Sure, uh, sure. So for myself, I mentioned earlier, I have four kids. Right. Um, it's hard make it's it's hard. It's hard. It's a whole journey. Uh, juggling, uh, even the physical aspects, um, the hormones, I will admit, um, it, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, what's helped me, and this is something that I'm very cognizant about, because mm-hmm. um, for context, my mother started with her mental, I think, challenges um, after I was born. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It started with postpartum depression. Mm-hmm combination her father passed away mm-hmm. and it was just way too intense and it just then she went down the rabbit hole and mm-hmm. I was never quite able to climb back up mm-hmm. um, and so for me I've been very cognizant I have four kids <laughs> that's both four postpartums um and when you're sleep deprived you are just it, it just really adds to everything as well and so at those times um, I've sought out like mothers groups, mm-hmm. for examples, um, strangers, but we're in a similar circumstance. We're taking care of this new human being mm-hmm. and responsible for this new human being and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to do, what to do. Um, and, but there's a, um, there's a common bond, mm-hmm. um, even with strangers in some of those circumstances. So I share this as an example mm-hmm. of, there may be your existing network, mm-hmm. whether it's a friendship network, a LinkedIn network, a professional network, colleagues, all of that stuff. People will talk about network. And then sometimes it's just finding, it doesn't have to be a big group. It could be just a very small group or even mm-hmm. just another friend who mm-hmm. can, who doesn't judge mm-hmm. and who can relate to what's going on mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. They may not have the solutions, 
in my case, we're all trying to figure out right. <laughs> like, what to do with this whole motherhood thing. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a, hey, I'm not alone. And mm -hmm. I think uh, with nowadays Zoom, uh, sometimes working remotely, it is challenging because you are, I'm alone. I'm alone in my bedroom right now. <laughs> I am alone. But it's even more important you establish that human connection mm -hmm. to help you. Mm -hmm. and to feel like you are not alone. And sometimes that makes the whole difference mm -hmm. rather than somebody giving you the solution that you should do, blah. Mm -hmm. Rather knowing that, hey, I'm not alone mm -hmm. uh, can be even more important in, like, in, in being able to climb out of the hole or have the res a resilience to deal with things as they come up. Definitely, yeah. And, and, and thank you for mentioning the aspect of uh, you know, people not trying to give you answers, um, trying to sort of sit beside you and say, hey, you know what, okay, we notice that it's a struggle. We notice that, you know, uh, we haven't figured it out, but like, you know, we'll just try to sit and sort of brainstorm with you or like see if like whatever we've done might help you, uh, you know, as well in, in, in the process uh, from that standpoint. You know, uh, today uh, there is a struggle going on in terms of diversity, inclusion, uh, equity, and inclusion, right? And and you know, and I feel like sometimes like people in the minorities, you know, they they, they face this struggle of how do you advocate for yourself? How do you sort of highlight in your uh, highlight yourself without having sort of having to have sh showing off or like you know pretending okay. like you've done something, right? Like and okay. and you know, this is this constant mental struggle as well to say hey you know what how do i put myself out there but at the same time you know be true to who i am right so that people can find out who i am or like people can reach out to me or like people can give me the attention that i feel i deserve as well so like what what are some of the thoughts that come up from from your mind mindset as well so <laughs> So I mentioned my mom uh my dad is actually a, a Taoist priest mm -hmm. And so that gives you a flavor of growing up. It was critically important to be humble, mm -hmm. um, to not brag. If anybody gave you a compliment, you go, oh, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, that was nothing. No, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I think he always had this uh, saying where he told me, like, if somebody slaps you on the cheek, mm -hmm. you're supposed to turn the other cheek. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and this advice, this upbringing really conflicted as I entered the corporate world, especially mm -hmm. here in the United States. It's There's almost this like, what? But for other people, they seem to get ahead by advocating for themselves, showing their work. Mm -hmm. It's so contrary to who I am. Mm -hmm. it, and it just feels fake or it just it's just this internal conflict. Mm -hmm. to show off, to brag, to, um, I don't know, to talk big even. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it, it's just a conflict internally. Um, mm -hmm. It's ingrained in my head. Mm -hmm. And so at those times, what's helped me is to try to shift the perspective. Mm -hmm. I've read lots of books and I'm like, oh, okay, those books, I just can't resonate with it. I don't have a pro I don't have that problem. I have no problem <laughs> trying to make sure to share the like the light to make sure that folks are um, also um, that's that's not a problem for me. If anything, I shine light on others much more naturally than I do mm -hmm. on 
myself. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, I try to switch my mindset mm -hmm. based off of my upbringing and, and what works for me, rather than fighting with myself going, okay, I just got to brag, I just got to do it. Mm -hmm. Switch my mindset and think through, well, actually, my team needs me to do this. Mm -hmm. The, and it could be your engineering team. It could be your broader, the team that you manage directly. Mm -hmm. uh, but my team needs me to make sure that there is the momentum, that mm -hmm. people are feeling good, feeling appreciated and valued. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's more so when I come in with that mindset, mm -hmm. one, I'm not fighting myself constantly and trying to do something that doesn't feel natural for me. And two, it actually leans towards what's a lot more natural for me. Mm -hmm. And kind of like, okay, well, it's not more natural for me to help others than it is to help myself in some ways, mm -hmm. given mm -hmm. what I was taught growing up. Mm -hmm. And if I bring the mindset of, okay, well, it's important that I represent. Mm -hmm. It's important that I celebrate mm -hmm. uh, the hard work that people have put in mm -hmm. and make sure that it's recognized, it's valued, and it's appreciated. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. I bring that mindset, it feels a lot more natural for me. Mm -hmm. And then I go at it that way. And so this is just one example, but sometimes it just takes the, you said it earlier, a mm -hmm. tweak of mindset. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. rather than fighting yourself, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. the advice that just doesn't resonate and you're trying to fight yourself mm -hmm. in a different way mm -hmm. of looking at it. It may be the same result. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It may even be the same actions, but it's a different perspective in approaching it that aligns much more to your core values mm -hmm. and who you are. Definitely. Yeah. And um, I mean, like, I think people now sort of get a whole sort of picture of who you are and like your own struggles, like, you know, from the father's side, from the mother's side, like, you know, and being a parent fr fr from that standpoint as well. And, you know, I don't know if this is my place, but like, you know, this struggle is happening in terms of, you know, women trying to, you know, sort of take some of the power. Uh, I feel like, and at least this is my perspective, I feel like, you know, me, women are realizing that, you know, they need more empowerment. But, you know, I feel like there is a struggle that's going on there as well, like to understand, like, what it means to occupy space, what it means to occupy that power, what what that, you know, sort of privilege sort of comes in um, from that standpoint as well. So, like, you know, how, what has your experience been from that standpoint? And, like, how can we sort of look at this better? How can we sort of you know, uh, act on it better uh, so that, you know, we create more of an equitable space and we sort of showcase and highlight and, you know, uh, rather than saying, hey, you know what, we we haven't had certain things and we, you know, we are trying to get back something rather than taking it to a space where, you know, we sort of treat each other based on the, the merit of what we're talking about rather than wondering about like anything else, right? I mean, irrespective of who you are or where you come from, from that standpoint. So it's, uh, as you were talking, it reminded me of um, this conversation I had with uh, someone actually on my team. Mm -hmm. um, and she was relatively like a few years out of college. Mm -hmm. And I remember she told me, she's like, I've never seen a woman in a leadership position. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? <laughs> it's like, we're like, I don't know, right. so like 50% of the population. Right. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. Really never like anyone. Um, and 
I was I was glad that I was able to serve as that for her. On the other hand, I had a bit of imposter syndrome of like, I don't, I'm not like you're perfect. Right. I, I don't know everything. I don't have the answers for everything. Mm -hmm. But it took me some time to realize that even just being there, mm -hmm. I think was helpful to serve as an example. And it goes back to not being alone. Mm -hmm. And I think so often people feel like, especially whether it's women or minority, um, whatever it may be, you feel alone. You feel mm -hmm. like you're the only one. Mm -hmm. And so the benefit of things like, like online, um, of being able to talk to different communities, being able to communicate with people around the world, mm -hmm. um, the benefit of that is you can also see more examples of um, people who mm -hmm. may resonate with you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that just gives you the feeling of, okay, it's not impossible mm -hmm. and I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. And that I would say is the first step. There's all, sure, I'm sure there's a lot of advice um, that I can give or other people can give around, do this, mm -hmm. do that. Um, but if you don't have any examples around you, mm -hmm. it can be like, this is impossible. <laughs> I don't see anything like this. Mm -hmm. um, and so then finding the examples mm -hmm. through podcasts, through online, through finding your niche, finding a group, folks mm -hmm. who can resonate with you. They may not have the answers. There may be similar struggles, but then there is that community. Mm -hmm. that, whether it's online or in person, mm -hmm. there's that connection. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that is even more critical than all the advice that people may give around do this, do mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. uh, show up this way, mm -hmm. uh, finding that community, mm -hmm. uh, finding people who can support and whom res you resonate with is, um, is sometimes at least the first step. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I mean, like... Um... One of the main, one of my main motivations behind doing this podcast was to say, "Hey, for one, I read read this quote um, in Spanish. It said, uh, uh, you know, underneath it all, we are all just bones. Underneath yeah. it all, you know, the, the the external part of it. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure I'm gonna uh, screw screw up how I uh, pronounce that, uh, uh, but." Uh, you know, and uh, that sort of resonated so hard. And it said, uh, "Todos somos calaveras," and you know that 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 meant you know underneath it all, we're just bones from from that standpoint. And like, and, and I'm asking people, right? Like, uh, you know, what is like a quote or you know a tagline or something that you say to yourself when when you need that sort of motivation to sort of get going, and that sort of excites you or like to you know pushes you to say, "Hey, you know what." I want to sort of persevere and like you know make it better for for other others as well so yeah oh interesting i think for me it's it's nothing fancy um i just tell myself it's my life mm -hmm. and i can live my life through the expectation of others mm -hmm. i can live my life in saying why me and mm -hmm. going down that rabbit hole mm -hmm or I can fight for my life, mm -hmm. to have a good life. Mm -hmm. And to, in my case, um, with my family and my kids, to not pass it on. Mm -hmm. And to, and so that's, that's important for me. Mm -hmm. That's important for me. Ultimately, it's my life. 
Um, and how can I make sure that I have a good life? And I don't mean good in terms of fancy or anything, like that, but just a good life. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me, hey, there's sometimes you hear all these noises. Mm-hmm. You hear all these voices from mm-hmm. people around you, what you should do. Mm-hmm. You, it's, it's so much that mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to hear your own voice and remind myself, hey, ultimately it's my life. What can mm-hmm. I do? And how can I make sure I have a good life? How can I get the support? How can I climb out of this hole so I have a good life? And you need to be your biggest advocate. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, ultimately it's your life. There will be, yes, there will be people who care about you, who mm-hmm. want the best for you. Uh, but you need to be your biggest advocate. Mm-hmm. So ultimately it is your life. Remind myself, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that sort of gave me goosebumps from that standpoint because, like, you know, so many times you forget uh, that you know you you're trying to represent, you're trying to sort of highlight, you know, you know, uh, people from your own sort of family, and like, you know, th- this comes in from the Asian sort of uh, yeah. culture as well, wherein like, you know, you are sort of almost the image. Uh, that sort of gets portrayed, you know, in in terms of how other people perceive your parents, how people perceive your sort of uh, siblings, you know, uh, your own sort of community. Um, And, you know, there's so much pressure from that standpoint to say, hey, you know what, I'm living everybody else's life or like I'm sort of taking up that responsibility of saying, you know, how I sort of uh, portray myself will reflect on how the the community behind me is as well and sometimes i forget that you know it's my life it's 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 a choice that i have that you know i can choose to represent myself in ways where you know i'm advocating my, for myself from that standpoint as well so um yeah i mean the the conversation has just been mind blowing and and you know i i i ask people at the end of the conversation if you wanted people to take some things away from this conversation what would they be for you i would go back to it's your life it's your life fight for fight for yourself mm-hmm. advocate for yourself mm-hmm. um and and take care of yourself mm-hmm. uh ultimately if you t- and, and it took me a long time because i always thought that seemed very selfish Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like uh, it's like those airplane uh, kind of <laughs> you're supposed to put the oxygen mask right. I would put the oxygen mask on <laughs> why would I instead of myself first mm-hmm. um, but it's taken me some time to realize like you know I need to put the oxygen mask on myself so that I can take care of others so I can take care of my family mm-hmm. my mindset my energy and what I bring at home mm-hmm. that's even more important than the extra bit of money uh, that I may bring home for my family. It's more so even more important, the mindset that I bring home. And so therefore taking care of myself is a way to make sure that I can also take care of others. And I bring that to work, I bring that to home. Um, But ultimately for me, it comes down to, um, it's my life, Mm -hmm. it's your life. What do you want to do? And let go, let go of all the the things that are cluttering uh, your mind, and and fight for a good life for yourself. 
great um, you know it, uh, the the last thing that you mentioned um, it reminded me of an indian actor who is no longer with us anymore but he yeah. said um, it, at the end of it all i think it was a movie quote as well it said at the end of it all um, it's just an art of letting go so you know <laughs> it's like we, we hang on to so many things because like we think you know they matter more and they sort of you know uh, create value or you know define our identity in so many ways um, but you know uh, one thing that i have realized that brought me a lot of comfort was like the more i let go uh, of expectations of who i want to be or who other people perceive me to be um, you know i've just been felt a little lighter and you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny i think some of the things that i was so stressed out about that literally occupied my entire brain and maybe it's with old age i don't know <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> that well and i look back and i was like oh 10 years ago what are you goes i remember feeling so stressed but I, I I vaguely remember what was that review or what was that launch or what was even that personal situation. It, it's it's very blurry, mm -hmm. um, and so therefore sometimes thinking through well, if you think about it, uh, think about what your your eighty year old, hopefully hundred year old self would say, mm -hmm. um, and as you look back, mm -hmm. and sometimes you may see things a bit differently mm -hmm. um, than when you're in it. You're just so in it. Uh, that you can't see it, but when you step back and think, is this something that I will really care about mm -hmm. several years down the line? Is this something I will even remember? Mm -hmm. um, am I really doing all of this so that I look good for people who I don't know? Mm -hmm. Or even people that I know for mm -hmm. others in my life instead of myself? Am I really doing all of this for that? Right. And then letting it go. And then making sure, okay, this is my life. What do I want? How can I get to a better place? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I guess uh, I'll have to let you go now. I can have a conversation with you for hours together, I'm sure. And other people have stuff to do as well. So. I'm letting you go. <laughs> let it go. As Frozen says, let it go. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to be here. All right. Thank you.